On today's show, I will be answering your mailbag questions about the Dallas Stars. We'll talk about Tuesday night's loss in Winnipeg and if there were any outlying factors that affected the outcome of that game. We'll talk about the best, newest addition to the team, in my opinion, and close things out with a little bit of fun with some potential team rebuilding questions. All of this coming up on a mailbag episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Thursday, November 10th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. And you can also find us on social media at Locked On Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis, uh, assuming you are still on social media. I know Twitter is kind of a mess right now, so just be careful out there as far as what you perceive to be true and what you perceive to be false. Uh, lots of people out there making fake accounts that get verified because apparently now you can pay for verification on Twitter uh, and just anyone can do it. And so be careful out there. Don't get got uh, because I almost got got several times on Wednesday. Uh, so just be careful out there on social media with what you believe is true and what you believe is not true. But with, with that in mind and moving on from that, let's move on to today's episode, which is a mailbag episode. I went on Twitter and the YouTube community tab to seek questions from you guys, the listeners, to answer about this team while the stars are off today and they'll be back in action tomorrow night against the San Jose Sharks. I believe that we will be having a crossover episode with JD over at Locked on Sharks tomorrow to preview that game should be a ton of fun. Very excited about that. But let's talk about these mailbag questions. Thank you guys. Uh, each and every one of you that submitted a question, even if it doesn't get featured on an episode, don't be discouraged. I read all of them. I try to like and acknowledge the question in some form or fashion. So even if it doesn't get featured on an episode, don't be discouraged. I very much appreciate your input and question. And there's always a possibility that a question gets featured on the next mailbag episode. So be sure to keep an eye out for future mailbag prompts uh, somewhere down the line because you never know when one might pop up. But the first question uh, on today's episode comes from Dakota Scott. Dakota, always tuning into the show and always asking good questions, engaging with the content on social media. I appreciate you, Dakota. He asks, uh, or rather says, the Stars looked all out of sync last night in referring to Tuesday night's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Do you think the Stars put too much pressure on themselves with the bonus reunion game? And this is a very intriguing question, uh, one that is certainly worth asking and one that I even personally considered when talking on yesterday's episode uh, about the game that the Stars played in Winnipeg against the Jets on Tuesday. But at the end of the day, I don't 
I didn't really want to chalk up the loss to that and blame it all on the fact that the stars might have been in their own head. Although I think there could be maybe a little bit of truth to it. Uh, you have to imagine that all the stars players who played with Bones as the coach last season, which is the greater majority of the roster, you have to imagine that you know they really wanted to win Tuesday night's game. And that's not to say that they don't want to win other games. I think that this team wants to win every single night. But there's that little extra incentive to go out and beat a former coach, even if things were on pretty good terms after the departure of said coach from the franchise. You, you just have to imagine that, especially the veterans on that team, uh, wanted to go out and, and get a win. Uh, against their former coach. Of course, the Stars beat the Jets whenever they came to Dallas earlier in the season, but Rick Bonus was not with them. And Bonus, you know, he gets the, the most recent laugh in this rivalry, getting a win over his former team. And even if you look at it from his perspective, I don't think Rick Bonus would ever say it, uh, but he desperately wanted to win that game too in order to get back at the Stars. Of course, he wants to win every game as well, uh, and he would probably never admit it to the media, but he, he you have to imagine that it, it felt good for him to get that win against the Stars on Tuesday night. He probably treated it, though, just like any other game. And you know for a fact, though, that that locker room, that that team uh, wanted to play hard for him. Even if Rick Bonus wasn't expressing any of that outwardly or expressing it to his team, uh, you just know that there was probably a shared mindset between the players and their coach to go out and get that win uh, for him against his former team that he most recently coached for. Uh, and, and just to answer the question, I think that it absolutely could have played a small factor in you know the overall fact that the Jets won the game and the Stars didn't look very good for the majority of the contest, but I still rest in the facts or will you know rest on the fact that the Stars got outplayed. It's going to happen every now and again in the throws of an NHL season. I think that's what happened, and I think you can factor that in a little bit. I'm sure the Stars were uh, maybe a little bit more anxious to play this game with a little bit more emotion going into it. Uh, and, and I don't think it was the you know determining factor or it was detrimental to the Stars, but certainly something worth considering. And it'll be interesting to see how these teams match up the next time they meet, which is later this month on Black Friday in Dallas. Very curious to see what the overall reception is to Rick Bonus and you know the team in general. Should be another fun game. And if I'm not mistaken, that is also the game where the Stars reverse retro uniforms will be making their on ice debut. Uh, just extra spice to a game that should already be pretty exciting. But, you know, you talk about Rick Bonus with the Winnipeg Jets and, uh, was, you know, it was mentioned on the broadcast on Tuesday night. We should just take a moment to recognize that, one, the Dallas Stars are playing well under coach Pete DeBoer, but there are several teams across the league that are also having fantastic starts to the season that are currently being coached by former Dallas Stars coaches. You have Jim Montgomery, who is currently with the Boston Bruins. They sit atop the Atlantic Division and arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference, arguably the best team in the league. You, of course, have Rick Bonus with the Winnipeg Jets. And you have Lindy Ruff, who is in New Jersey, maybe one of the more surprising teams this season. Uh, the, the Devils sitting atop the Metro Division right now, and Lindy Ruff leading the way despite uh, the start to his tenure in New Jersey, not getting off uh, a very good way, but he seems to have turned things around and they seem to have put some really good pieces together. And so we're seeing traces of Dallas Stars greatness spread across the league. And now Pete DeBoer making a name for himself as the current bench boss of the Dallas Stars. So really exciting stuff. Overall, I don't think that the Stars were in their head too much, but you can factor it in a little bit uh, and it's going to make for a thrilling third installment of this rivalry series later this month. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will answer another question about some of the newest players on this Stars roster. 
Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all of the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting fix. And you can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, moving right along on this Mailbag Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe on YouTube if you have not done so already. And our next question comes from Tex Critter, another involved member, uh, listener of the show, always active on Twitter. And he asks another really good question and one that has been discussed before by me and other people uh, across Dallas Stars Nation, but one that is exciting to talk about because uh, I feel like it maybe has interchangeable answers depending on when and who you ask. But he asks, who has been the best new addition to the team? Uh, and he goes on to say, I thought Marchman initially, but our D guys look really solid. We have a few new defensemen, a few new forwards on the team this season in Dallas and several of these guys making really good impressions. Similar to last year, the stars made a ton of off season acquisitions in the summer of 2021. Luke Glenn Denning, Michael Roffel, Braden Holtby, Ryan Suter, Yanni Hockenpah, and a lot of those guys played a ton of games and a lot of those guys made impacts throughout the season and the stars having a similar result uh, this time around. They went out, not as many players acquired this off season uh, as far as free agency goes, but uh, still, some really nice additions made to the team and guys that have found their spot on the roster, found their spot in the lineup, and they're making an impact. Some of the impacts bigger than others, but all of these guys contributing so far through the first month of the season. You, of course, have Colin Miller, who has been very solid so far. I think he's been a nice addition to the decor, not expected to come in and score a ton of goals, but has found ways to occasionally get involved on offense and I think plays pretty good on the defensive end as well. He was a guy that I had pretty neutral feelings towards coming into this season, not a whole lot of expectations for him and didn't really have anything negative to say or think about him. Just wasn't a whole lot to gather as I think he, you know, kind of dealt with some injuries at his end of his time in Buffalo, but he's been healthy. He's looked really sharp on the ice in Dallas. Looks like he just maybe needed a fresh start. Certainly not the marquee name on the Stars roster, especially on the defensive side of the ice, but he's a really good role player. Really like what he brings to the table. And actually, Colin Miller crossed a pretty big milestone the other night in Winnipeg playing his 400th career NHL game. That's super cool and excited to have him in Dallas for now and whatever the future might hold for him as a player. And also joining him on the defensive core was Nils Lundqvist, who joined the team seemingly out of nowhere through the preseason from the New York Rangers via trade. And he's been a nice addition as well, picking up some really nice assists. Again, not the biggest name on the defensive core, but a guy who has come in and kind of given us some nice solid depth a lot of questions surrounding the Stars' defensive core this season with the departure of John Klingberg, and things seem to be holding up pretty well, all things considered, with, of course, the returners of Haskinen, Lindell, Suter, Hockenpah, but then you add in Miller and Lundquist, and it's a pretty solid 
starting six. I think there's a lot of teams in the league who would really like to have the depth that the Stars have, but neither of those guys have been my favorite addition. You have Mason Marchment, who's up for contention. He he feels like the easy answer, and, and if people feel like he is their favorite newcomer, I would absolutely understand why. He has been as good as advertised up to this point. He's been scoring goals, uh, making assists, getting in the faces of other players, getting under their skin. He's 27 years old right now, seems to have still plenty of bright days ahead of him. Really like what he's brought to the table for this Stars team. However, he's not my favorite newcomer, although he is certainly in contention. But my favorite newcomer has to be the rookie, Wyatt Johnston. And he wasn't, you know, he's not a traditional quote-unquote newcomer as far as trade piece or free agency. But he is a new member of the roster and a new member of the team. And he has been my favorite so far. He has scored four goals through the first month of the season. He's looked very good despite being only 19 years old. He set the OHL on fire last season with the Windsor Spitfires, and now he's translated his game to the NHL level very well, playing alongside the likes of guys like Jamie Benn and seems to be acclimated very well uh, to the National Hockey League. And I think what I like the most about him is the fact that he is so young. Mason Marchment has been a great addition. I really liked him this season, but the upside is what excites me the most about Wyatt Johnston with this team. I mean, he is only 19 years old, still currently on his entry-level contract, but I think that, you know, his impact could be much longer. Mason Marchment, like I said, is 27 years old, still kind of in the prime of his career. He's on contract with Dallas until the 2025-2026 season, but there's a potential at that point that, you know, Mason Marchment could start to decline then, uh, you know, on average, NHL players, once they get around 32, 33, that's maybe the peak of their prime. And then, his, you know, the average player, not everyone, they start to decline just a little bit. Whereas White Johnston, I think, could be a really high-level scorer, really high-level playmaker for the next 10 or 15 seasons for the Dallas Stars if they play their cards right and they hold on to him uh, and use him for the foreseeable future, which you would expect that they would, given that they used a first-round draft pick on him. Uh, but he's looked so confident. He's played and skated very well for his age. I mean, playing against some really stiff NHL competition, and it seems like he hasn't really skipped much of a beat. Obviously, he's not scoring at the same high level as he was in Windsor, but that was junior hockey. This is the NHL, but it seems like his game has still translated very, very well to the highest level of competition, and that makes him my favorite addition so far for the Stars. I feel like, again, this is an interchangeable answer, and I think there will be a new candidate uh, asserting himself in the conversation maybe sooner rather than later, Matei Blumel. Many of you remember him being a, you know, kind of a, a fan favorite during the preseason, during training camp, acquired via free agency from the Edmonton Oilers over the offseason. He has been recalled from the Texas Stars. Matt Murray loaned back to the Texas Stars, which hints at a likely return of Jake Gottinger sometime soon. And Matei Blumel, who has been lighting the AHL on fire and, again, was a great player for the Stars in the preseason, has rejoined the Stars roster. So keep an eye out on him. We could potentially see him make his NHL debut on Friday against the San Jose Sharks. And if he does in the NHL, what he's been doing in the American Hockey League, he could very well become a fan favorite in Dallas very, very soon. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will answer a very fun question. Uh, we'll dive into a little bit more. It has to do with a little bit of team building, starting from scratch and picking a few players to build the team with. More on that after one more quick break. All right, we've got one more mailbag question for you before you take off uh, and 
conclude today's episode. Thank you again for everyone who submitted a question on Twitter or the YouTube community tab. I did read it, read every single one of them, and be sure to keep an eye out for the next mailbag prompt for a chance to be featured on the episode. Our final question comes from at Jay Verhalen. He asks, if you could wave a magic wand and build a team starting with two players, one from Dallas and one from the rest of the NHL, who would they be? This is a very fun question and one that I'm sure many hockey fans have thought of uh, to some extent, whether it was with only two players or maybe a starting lineup. Tons of great options from the get-go from both the Dallas Stars roster and from across the entire National Hockey League. You have so many bright young stars. You have Jack Hughes, you have Trevor Zegris, you have even guys that aren't necessarily young but still are in their prime. You have Matthew Kachuk, you have Brady Kachuk, uh, you have Carter Hart, you have Kirill Kaprizov. I mean, so many fantastic options just outside of the Dallas Stars roster alone. But then even looking at the Stars roster, you have some phenomenal options to start your team with and grab you a cornerstone piece. You have Jake Ottinger as a goaltender. You have Jason Robertson as a great starting piece. Miro Haskinen, Rope Hintz. Uh, you could maybe throw in uh, a few other defensemen, but it's hard to look at the Stars defensive core for a franchise starter and not choose Miro Haskinen. And, and, you know, even on the other teams, you have some absolute superstars in Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon. And it's such a, a difficult decision and one that I've been racking my brain on for the majority of the day. Uh, and one, again, this could be something that changes. But after a lot of thought, uh, I kind of went back and forth on you know, which side of the ice I would be taking my stars player and which side I would be taking my player from the rest of the league because it feels like, oh, you want a good defenseman, you got to go out and you got to get Kale McCarr. Uh, but then you got to have a forward from the stars, which there are plenty of good, young, talented forwards on the stars roster to build your franchise with. However, based on this season, I think I personally, if I was starting a new NHL team and I can pick any two players I want to start off the franchise and these guys are my cornerstone pieces, I would have to choose Miro Haskinen and Connor McDavid. Of course, Miro Haskinen feels like an obvious choice from the stars. He can play that two-way game. He can be on the power play. He can kill penalties. He can skate. He can shoot. He can pass. He can check with his body, check with the stick. He does everything on the ice and he does everything very, very well. Would love to have Miro Haskinen. Pretty much every franchise in this league would love to have a Miro Haskinen uh, in their franchise right now. And then Connor McDavid, because this season he is showing us that he can be an elite goal scorer and an elite playmaker. We've seen the playmaking ability and there was all the talk this offseason. Oh, if he wanted to score 50 goals, he could. And it seems like he is going to do that this season, if not score around 60 goals. I mean, he has been on a tear. I believe he has 13 goals through 12 games right now, some some ridiculous number like that. And so it'd be nice to have the goal scoring and vision and playmaking of an elite player like McDavid while also having Miro Haskinen on the back end. But you also couldn't go wrong if you wanted to go Kale McCarr and, you know, Jason Robertson or Rope Hintz. I think that would be an acceptable answer as well. Those, you know, some phenomenal cornerstone pieces as the options out there. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to let me know in the comments down below which two players you would want to start an NHL franchise with, one from the Stars and one from the rest of the National Hockey League. Great question. Great questions all around. Really do enjoy these mailbag episodes, and hopefully we'll get to do more throughout the season. I try to do them whenever there's a little bit of downtime 
in the schedule. Uh, and the Stars have been playing, it seems, you know, just about every other day so far this season, or they've had uh, a weekend with some time off. And so we haven't had an opportunity to do an in-season mailbag episode, but this is hopefully the first of many that we will get to do throughout the duration of the regular season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for a crossover preview of the Stars next game. They are hosting the San Jose Sharks. J.D. Young from Locked on San Jose Sharks will be joining the show and we'll be talking about this matchup, talking about the Stars needing to bounce back and talk about the Sharks despite their record. They have a Norris candidate and Eric Carlson on their roster right now should be a very fun conversation and should hopefully be a fun game and a fun night for the stars but we'll jump into that on tomorrow's episode hope you guys enjoy your Thursday we'll see you back here tomorrow